Automated Ventures podcast, all things mindset, attitude, and opinion. Now, we're sat in a really busy cafe, so excuse the noise. It's actually the Caffeina machine down near Milton Keynes. The bowl, I didn't say that right, did I? It's a Caffeina machine. Got a very interesting look from Dave the Psycar Dog, who's sat next to me. Say hello, Dave. And hello from Dave the Human. That's actually the second take of that we took, and it was even weirder the second time round. So thanks for that, Dave. And then directly opposite me, we've got Tim. Hello, Tim. Hiya, how you doing? He waved, it's a podcast. And then directly opposite me, to my right, in fact, I've got Tom and Lauren of I Like Motorbikes. How are you doing, guys? Hi. Yeah, very good. Very good. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how was your ride to the caffeine machine before we get into this? Chilly? Cold, yeah. <laughs> very cold. I mean, uh, isn't it a high temperature of zero degrees today? So it's, uh, yeah, a bit, bit fresh out. Yeah, when you say a high temperature of zero degrees, I think that's a bit of an anomaly, isn't it? <laughs> Dave and I actually rode down in minus three degrees today. I think it was minus seven when Dave actually kicked off, but minus three for the majority of the trip. So that was a treat. <laughs> who, who wants to ride in the winter? What a silly idea this was. But, uh, perfectly. <laughs> But we're all sat here for a, very, uh, for a very important reason, because in a couple of days' time, Tom and Lauren, you're setting off on a, an incredible trip. Well, we've, we've talked about it long enough, so it's about time we actually started doing something about it. Yeah, we're going to head uh, from the UK down through Africa to South Africa, and when we get there, decide, can we carry on? Have we got enough money? Go east, go west, figure that out when we get there, but we've got to start first. Holy cow. And a little bit more interestingly, no, not interestingly than the trip. It's an incredible trip in its own right. But importantly, tell us the bikes you're going on. Kiki and Jess. <laughs> so that's the name of the bikes. They're uh, two little Honda CG125, so not the typical adventure bike that most folk might use to do a trip like this. Oh, wow. So they're outside. We're going we're gonna, to um, film a bit about the bikes in a bit. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're wondering what we're talking about, you can actually watch the video on the channel as well. We've made a bit of a, a video all about it. So we'll show you the bikes on there. But the, so the date is, what's the date today? What's the date today, anybody? 2nd of December. 2nd of December. And you guys are hoping to head off in a couple of days. So that'll make it the 4th or 5th of December. Uh, I think it's Wednesday, Wednesday the 6th. Yeah. To be honest, we don't really know. Um, the, you, the longer people listen, they may start to get an idea of how we're how we're doing with all this. But yeah, we plan to leave originally on the seventeenth of November. It may be the sixth. It may be the fifth. It may be Christmas. But who knows at this point? Everything's gone wrong. So um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fresh out no matter which date we choose from this point on. I think. So probably the most well, yeah. I guess the question everybody's thinking is why did you decide to leave? mid-December only a couple of weeks before Christmas well we didn't <laughs> the, the, plan, the plan was to go in November um, but I think it's just we've sort of had a few things that we've had to wait for so visas selling our motorhome that's been quite a big thing we had a buyer they fell through so then we've had to put it back up for sale so it's just waiting for for the right for everything to fall into place is, yeah, is but, being the thing we've, we've just been delayed I don't think it's gone wrong it's just there's been a lot of delays yeah but also, the um, even though it's not a great time to perhaps transit through Europe, um, or certainly parts of it, particularly where we are, but um, as you head south, you if you time it right, um, if you leave in November-ish, um, you miss out the rainy seasons through a lot of Africa. Um, it's a lot more temperate. You know, you're not getting 40-degree highs and, um, yeah, months of rain. So 
whilst it's not great for this first few weeks of the journey perhaps um, where we're getting cold and yeah rained on um, hopefully that'll end, end fairly quickly and it'll be a much more pleasant journey from yeah they're on. It will motivate us to get going quicker anyway if it's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, so what's the temperature out in Northern Africa at the minute, do you know? Uh, yeah, it's a temperature. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's definitely yeah. temperature. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think uh, at least I checked, um, is it Tarifa, which is the port in southern Spain to go over to Morocco. Um, I think it was about 18 degree highs and 10 degree lows or something like that oh, uh, as of a couple of days ago. So fairly pleasant. Yeah, and you're all prepped and you're all sorted for the trip and you're well researched and planned. Um, uh, was that deliberate? <laughs> if, if my mum's watching, yes. Um, or listening, it's a podcast. It's well thought out um, in the sense that we've been thinking about it for a long time. doesn't mean we're ready. Right. Um, we planned as much as we can is the answer. Yeah, I think the... With, without without over-planning, because we don't want to over-plan. We want it to be spontaneous, adventurous. We don't want it to be... I mean, we've got almost all the equipment we need now. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's not like we're leaving in a few days, so what's, what's stopping another shop yeah. or three on the way there to... Uh, I mean, Amazon to, next day delivers, right? <laughs> to, to pick up some stuff, yeah, precisely. So, um, yeah, we're most of the way there, but we've been in such a kind of limbo, uh, like Lauren said, with um, things not going to plan, uh, vans to sell all the rest of it we've been in this kind of like purgatory where we know we're going we don't know when we can go so we haven't wanted to spend money to get all the stuff that we needed and so it's been a bit of a um, yeah sort of last minute dash to the line almost yeah um, but yeah we're we're almost there but I think if we wait till we're perfectly ready we'll never go yeah so we just have to accept that you know the, the world is pretty small in the sense that you can ship anything anywhere nowadays so if we haven't got it We'll get it if we need it. Yeah, and what sure. will be, will be. Yeah, sure. So Dave's actually just pointing a GoPro in my ear at the minute. Dave, Dave we're trying to do a serious podcast here, mate. I hadn't realised, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's, it's the microphones that give it away. Um, guys, I was just going to write, we, we, we were talking about over a bit of food beforehand. You've never done a big trip like this beforehand, have you? Lauren, why don't you tell them your experience of biking and... Oh, adventure like, like this I, I passed my test in April so oh, wow. <laughs> my uh, skill set on riding is quite low um, but yeah I've never wild camped well no we've done one actually we've done one overnight stay um, so yeah it's all going to be so new to me so how are you feeling about it then are you nervous are you excited anxious what? I actually think as it's getting closer I'm a little bit more nervous than excited um, I think when I get going though I'll be fine because yeah. so, we've done a little trip um, when was it April yeah yeah and we went to France and I just passed my test and uh, I was really really nervous I was thinking oh no what am I doing and when I got going I was fine so yeah, I'm hoping sure. that that sort of kicks in when when we get on the road it just be what it will be and take each day as it comes and yeah so I mean I've got Tom he's got enough experience for the both of us I hope so he can help and teach me and push me along and wipe my tears <laughs> I think I've got misguided confidence as well <laughs> In that, yeah. I think it'll all be okay. So, what experience I lack in, I've got overconfidence that well, it'll be fine. And if it's not fine, you just got to wait a bit of time, and then it'll be fine again. Um, <laughs> that's my, my and, kind of outlook. And the truth it. is, when there's two of you, you've got each other to fall back on. It, it does make life just that fraction more easy, doesn't it? I think so. You know, worst case, let's say we have a bike problem, we need to go to a 
garage or buy parts or whatever, we can strip luggage off, go to up, go and get the thing or whatever it might be, or we can tow a bike from one place to another, or you know, stay with one bike while another goes to get fuel or something like it. Just it does. You're right. Make a, the whole idea of it perhaps a little bit, yeah. a little bit easier than if you were solo. So, so what sort of bike experience? Tom, obviously Lauren's saying you've got all the biking experience. What sort of trips have you done then? What's, uh, what's been your history? Well, so I started riding nearly 11 years ago um, and just fell in love with motorbikes massively. Um, didn't have a car license. It was a motorbike license only for four years or something like that, I think. Um, and just went everywhere. Every, like they just To put it into perspective, I bought my first bike from Liverpool. Um, probably not a great idea, um, particularly because I was living in Somerset. Um, but so I, I basically didn't tell my parents I was buying a motorbike. I just uh, passed my test, got on a um, coach. I think I got my friends to take me to like the um, depot in Yeovil, got on the bus, went up to Liverpool, bought the bike sight unseen through eBay for 450 quid. I knew it had problems and then rode it back home, but went via Derby where my mate was at uni at the time. Um, so he met me at Keel Services um, and then... I think we were due to meet at like 10 o'clock at night um, and we didn't actually get into his house till like half three in the morning because the bike broke down multiple times, had a load of issues. Anyway, so that's kind of puts in perspective that like, I like the idea of adventure even when it's, you know, most people just go to their like local dealer 10 miles away. The one 20 miles away is too far. Just buy something on eBay that you don't know the condition of and uh, yeah, it turns into a story that you can tell when you go on a podcast maybe yeah well <laughs> that's not worked out well so for me this morning has it because you guys were a couple of hours away from us but it's taken us four and a half hours to get here because I had a cheap bike that I bought on eBay break down on me um, you know that's another you can watch the video for that one the adventure scoop did not work out because I'm, I'm curious so, uh, Lauren you've not got a lot of experience in this one relatively new to having passed your test so what's the motivations what's what's outweighing the, the risks potentially of this trip um, I've always wanted to travel travel has been always in the back of my mind Tom kind of pushed them not pushed the motorbikes onto me but encouraged me I had a bit of bike interest from my dad he used to ride um, but I just didn't ever think I was capable of doing it to be honest and then when I met Tom he was like oh you, you can um, and he pushed me to do my CBT and my, my mods um, and then I remember coming back from my first from my training for mod one and I was I was ecstatic wasn't I I literally was like I need a big bike I need one now like, I was like, we can't have these 125s like, I need something faster so I, I definitely got hooked on bikes quite quickly um, and then when he sort of said to me about motorbikes and travel, never really crossed my mind, but I was thinking, yeah, you know, as long as I'm traveling, I'm happy. And I think bikes have just sort of fell into that for me. So, yeah, I'm very new learning. I'm enjoying learning about them as well. Um, hopefully I can fix my bike as much as possible on the road. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we have the agreement that... Um, if she was going to come on the trip, which obviously she is, um, I wasn't being responsible for two bikes. Um, the, the idea of, like, I like working on bikes sometimes, but when it's going wrong, I don't like it. So I don't want double of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, I get it. Very much so, like, you will learn, you must learn. If you don't learn, and you can't come. That was kind of the, the ethos of, like, forcing you to... Um, I said that sounds very, uh, like, aggressive, doesn't it? <laughs> Saying it that way. But, but like... Um, some sort of toxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, 
No, just just very much so. Yeah, just the responsibility of both bikes. Like at least do the bare minimum, and I'm yeah, sure. not expecting her to strip an engine in the middle of the Sahara Desert or something. Like, um, I'll be honest, I don't really want to do that. Um, but yeah, just the basic checks every day and, and being able to change a puncture or, or whatever yeah, just um, or at least help with doing it um, yeah. knowing what tools to pass him <laughs> yeah 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 Amers Amers yeah so is that has that influenced your bikes then? Because you're going on your little CGs, which I've just seen outside. Has yeah. that influenced that decision? Um, yeah, so my decision, uh, I've, I've been wanting to go traveling on a bike for a long time. Um, and the, sort of the CG element came into it um, when I bought it six years ago, but largely through friends because we were chatting about it and, and we had a, a conversation about what's the most fun we've had on bikes. And actually we all kind of came to the same conclusion is that um, when we've got small capacity bikes and we're riding with friends that you can thrash them to death, you know, be it pit bikes, mini motos, whatever it is. And actually it's not about the speed or, or whatever. It's getting closer to the limit of the bike can be a lot of fun. Um, so that's why I bought that bike originally. And then they took ages to buy 125s and it's to actually do a trip on them. Um, but a few months after I bought it, I then did a, a trip to Europe. First trip to Europe I'd ever done on a bike. Um, and I've done it solo and just fell in love with riding a small bike and actually it makes a lot of sense when you look at a bigger trip sometimes is because parts are cheaper it's smaller physically so it's more easily to more easy to manage when you drop it inevitably um you know shipping it or crating it and, and flying it around the world it's smaller and lighter so the cost is less and when you add all those things up actually if i could afford to do a six-month trip on a big bike be it a tenere 700 or crf 300 you know GS, whatever it might be, you could probably go for double the length of the time yeah, if, sure. you, if you use a small bike. Um, and yeah, I'm cheap. I like spending less money or getting more value, um, you know, out of every pound I spend. So yeah, it, it feeds into that quite well. Well, that's a really important point because you were just telling us about how you've ultimately sold, well, everything, Pretty everything much. in your lives to, to fund this trip. So, but see, obviously, this trip will eventually, at some point, come to an end. What's your plans for when you come back? Yeah, hopefully not. But yeah. maybe that's in a few years' time. But uh, huge book deal, multi-million-dollar film, <laughs> um, live the high life, move to Hollywood. Uh, yeah, done. I don't know what such, such a stupid question. <laughs> no. Honestly, no clue. Um, you know, that's, that's very much a future us problem, and we've got right now us problems. So we'll, we'll figure that out as as and when it comes to it. You know, the, you can you can think about these things for forever and a day, but things change. You know, life happens. Um, yeah, no, no idea. Yeah, it, sure. it, it, it will come to a conclusion when we're done, and then once it is, I hope we've got some kind of backup plan, or we'll go and get a, a real job and. Um, yeah, do, do something really dull and mundane. I don't know. Yeah, let, let, let's see. Let's, let's ask us again once we're done in a you know six months, a year, ten years, whatever it might be. Yeah, that's the beauty of it, isn't it? You just yeah. you've no idea when, so no point in planning. Completely open ended. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. What, what do you hope to get out of the trip then? What's what, what's your? I can see the passion in your eyes when you talk about the trip and you're desperate to get out there and see it. I'm curious. What do you hope for it? Uh, I. I... I don't know. Like, there's so many little things, isn't there? That I, I just want to meet people, experience different cultures, experience the food. You know, just travel, see the world. I think you know we live in 
I don't know, like it's just such, I like moving around. It's such a small town and I just think there's so much to see and I just don't want to get to the end of my life and regret not doing it. So for me, it's just travel for as long as possible, meet as many people, eat as much food, but stay a size six. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's it really. I mean, hopefully we'll come back with a lot of stories and memories and, you know, hopefully my niece and nephews and stuff will look up to it and, yeah, get a bit of inspiration and we'll push other people to do it. But. Yeah, I, I think we've all seen beautiful pictures or watched fantastic videos and whatever and, yeah, they look brilliant, but it never, ever replaces doing it for real. And, and that's it for me is that I've seen all these wonderful things happen to other people and I think I fancy a bit of that for me and be it just a sunset you know a, a quiet camp um, like Lauren says meeting people experiencing different food and cultures and, see, and just yeah being being part of someone else's world be it for a minute a day a month or whatever it might be um, you know we can all be so busy rushing around with our lives and that's happening the world over but you don't see it because you're not there and you know having the opportunity to kind of get a a fleeting glimpse into it as we pass through um yeah i just think it's quite interesting to um yeah to to get an experience of um and yeah life is for living and for me that's going out and doing things not sitting at home you know you, you, you get comfortable so easily i've done it um and you know finish work you get home you're a bit tired you want to put the tv on just relax for an hour or two all of a sudden it's time for bed and then rinse and repeat the next day and you know that that for me just doesn't sound like a life well lived so so obviously you guys had normal lives if we can, if we want to call it normal lives up to up to before you decided to go away on this trip what was the trigger what was the the breaking point where you just went sod it this is happening I think it's when we first met, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, for me, I'd already that, that had already happened um, with me. Um, and it was uh, partly that I'd always wanted to travel. So this had been on my mind since before I rode motorbikes. Um, uh, you know, loads of people cite Ewan and Charlie for doing this type of thing. And, um, you know, didn't, didn't realise it was something that people did, rode motorbikes around the world. Um, and as well as that, I saw a guy um, through a website, Piston Heads, um, while I was at college, so back when I was yeah, 16, 17, and he cycled around the world. And I thought, holy moly, like, I couldn't believe that was a thing that people did. Like, I didn't realise that was possible for people that aren't you know, big superstars or whatever, that have got a massive multi-million dollar budget. Um, and so that kind of planted the seed. And then it's just always been there in the back of my mind, niggling. Um, but the sort of more recent catalyst for going, yeah, I need to make this happen is that I realised I was going down a path, like I had a mortgage, I had a good job, and, you know, was finding that I was getting more, um, I'll say the word trapped, but I don't mean trapped, but, you know, sort of set in my ways, and life was sort of going towards a natural um, sort of rhythm that so many of us do, and I just didn't like it. I just didn't like the humdrum of day after day, you go to work, you live for the weekend, because that's the only time you get for yourself. I just absolutely hated it, Um, and part of it was reading... I don't know if anyone's heard of the Chimp Paradox book. You've read that. But it, there's a, uh, an exercise in there that you um, imagine you're on your deathbed and you tell your grandson or you know, grandchildren or whatever. Um, they ask the question, Grandad, what does it look like for a life well lived? And you have to, you've got 40 seconds to answer before you die. And actually that answer is what you should be doing. And I remember doing that exercise and thinking, I'm doing the wrong thing. What, what am I doing? This is, this is not what I want. Um, and yeah, that was sort of about six months before I met you, I think. Um, and so when I met Lauren 
um, neither of us were looking for a relationship and we just instantly clicked on the first date and we're like, oh, crap. Well, I guess, guess we've got to see each other some more. Yeah. Oh, rubbish. That's, that's <laughs> worked out. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, wow. So it's quite liberating to hear somebody else say that because that's certainly how I think. And I know, Dave, you were nodding just then when, when we were hearing that. Um, yeah, the, the whole relationship. I mean, you, you obviously haven't known each other that long. So this really is going to make or break, isn't it? You're going to be living in each other's pockets now for the next however long. Well, yeah. well we moved into a van together very quickly. Um, yeah, which is a small space. Yeah. It really is. But you're downsizing even smaller, aren't you? So, yeah. so you, you, you'll soon find, I imagine, your the good bits, the bad bits. But, but because I, th- I think... The pair of you are actually quite sensible. And I'm going to put my hand up. It's the first time that's been said. You you can't... Yeah, but I'm not normal, am I? So if I I think you're sensible, it's not really any sort of, uh, you know, thing to go by. Don't put it on your CV. Um, But no, but you're going to find out what you like, what you don't like. But you're going to fit into a groove. So what you just said about getting set in your ways, there will be an element of that with the trip because you'll be doing... Both be doing different tasks each day you'll be popping along you'll do something Tom you'll do something Laura you, you know and it, it will become the norm but all the way in the background will be this fabulous trip that will keep pushing you and pushing you so yeah. so the norm will be a good thing uh, yeah I, I, I know Whereas exactly what you're saying the one you're leaving is a bad thing I think we all feel trapped yeah to a certain degree I, don't we and want to get out and do something but but you're you've taken that step yeah on, on any of the bike trip or adventure that I've done before it's that um, seeing something for the first time just you know impresses me so much I'm like holy crap this is I don't know it's just a church that happens to be in Germany but it's different and it's new and I've never seen it before and it's exciting um, and so getting the sort of uh, yeah the world pass us by as it were as we you know relatively continuously travel of course there'll be days we take off or a month or whatever it is um, but generally we'll be moving and so we won't be seeing the same things day after day and I think that's the thing certainly for me is that when you see the same thing you drive the same roads to the same place of work and you drive back at the same time every day and you shop at the same shop and just that humdrum really yeah really started to grate on me and, and maybe at some point after all of this I'll love seeing an Asda and going to shop in the same Asda because they've got the same <laughs> items on the shelves day after day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for right now, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, very uninterested in that. I mean, humans do love a little bit of routine as well, don't we? We're naturally bred for that. But yeah, but yeah a little bit of uh, shaking it up as well works wonders. I, just hearing you speak, I was wondering um, how you felt. Did you feel somewhat liberated when you'd made the decision to go? And have you really taken stock of what your life is going to be in a week's time? Have you sat back and reflected and gone... Holy crap, we're actually doing this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> quite, quite often, usually at night, isn't it? We get into bed and we're just like, uh, this is the last night we could have heating <laughs> um, or a pillow. <laughs> um, and then we sit there and we think about everything. And it's, we've kind of talked about it so much over the last year and it feels a little bit unreal for us that it's happening. So I think as it's getting closer and closer, it's, we're believing it a bit more, we're feeling a bit more hopeful. And Yeah, I think there's, it's, it's been... Like I say, it's been on my mind for over 10 years doing some sort of travel. Um, and yeah, since Lauren and I met in March last year, um, we've been talking about doing some, like I said, 
by the way, I'm going travelling, so this isn't going to be long term. And she went, well, all right, actually, I could travel with you. And then set the, you know, the wheels in motion, and here we are. But even from the beginning of this year, we knew we were going to be travelling, but we didn't know when, we didn't know where. And it's been kind of so dubious over well, what we're taking, where we're going, how we're doing it, when we're doing it, what budget we've got, all these sort of nuances that actually it didn't really feel like it was going to happen at any point. Like, I knew it was going to happen. But it was just there were so many steps to go through to get to the point of the day of leaving that it almost felt like you know if it was a month away or ten years away, it felt the same. If you see what I mean, because it, it felt so unattainable. Um, but yeah, now it's now we've like set another date. We did set a date and we missed that. But now, now we set another date and actually we're a lot more prepared. You know, in terms of we've got the kit ready, the bikes are pretty much ready, the um, yeah visas, all the documents, all the you know necessary bump that goes with doing a trip like this is ninety nine percent of the way there, um, or maybe not, maybe a bit less, but a lot more there than it was three months ago. Um, yeah, it's starting to feel a lot more real. And like you say, at night we're sitting there thinking. Crap, we've actually got to do this now. Yeah, like, we, 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 we talked about it enough. <laughs> we talked about it enough. Like now, we actually have to go and do the thing. Yeah, you're committed. So, how can people follow up on the trip? You know, you're going to blog it. You're going to vlog it. You're going to write about it. What are you going to do? So various ways. Um, both of us have social media. Mine is I like motorbikes or I like underscore motorbikes on Instagram. I like motorbikes on YouTube and Facebook. Um, and then Lauren's is sunset underscore seeker 11 had to think of that <laughs> on, on Instagram, Instagram. Uh, same on TikTok as well so I'm hoping to sort of post on there regularly yeah, yeah. and it, it'll be pretty regular updates on Facebook and Instagram and so on um, and then sort of longer form updates on YouTube with videos but just largely is going to depend on how much power we've got in terms of on the laptop or when we're at a hotel um, and then Wi-Fi for uploading and, and so on and so forth. Um, and people keep asking, oh, is there going to be a schedule for YouTube? No, it'll, it'll be what it'll be. You know, sometimes we might upload twice in a week. Sometimes we might not upload for six weeks. We, we it's just going to depend how much content we've actually filmed and yeah, what kind of useful video we can get out. Because if we've got enough content in two days to make a video, brilliant, we'll do that. But it might take two weeks to make a you know meaningful, useful video of actually doing something and going somewhere. So yeah, for sure. Well, definitely from me, and I think from Dave looking at his face, I'm going to wish you all the best of luck. We're Thank going to go much. out and have a look around your motorbikes. Um, yeah, wow, I can't wait to watch the updates, and I wish you all the best. I think it's going to be a wild ride. Thank yeah. you. We shall see. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, Dave's clapping. Woo! <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.